real way that you're going to manifest your dream life and that you're actually going to discover your purpose is by living your life. And I know that sounds really obvious, but it's about getting out there. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Welcome to Superhumans at Work by Mind Valley. I'm your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and before we get started, tell me, if you could change anything in your life, what would it be? Would it be your body, your career, your relationships? Thankfully, you don't have to choose. As a Mind Valley member, you'll get instant access to the wisdom of world-class personal growth teachers and programs that can evolve you in every way for just $2 a day. Are you ready to make a change? Start transforming your life today at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work Today. I want to tackle a subject that I hear so much within the circles of personal growth, within the self-help industry, and there's so many people within my circles that speak of this word that I almost have resistance towards, and I really want to break through this resistance with you today, which is the word manifesting. Manifesting. What is it? Is it just sending positive vibes? Is it the law of attraction? I want to spend the call today not necessarily going deeper into what manifesting is, although we're definitely going to speak about it, but I want to understand what happens next? Yeah, I'm a very left brain type of person. I'm very analytical. So when I hear the word manifesting, I'm starting to understand, okay, what am I supposed to do now that I've started doing this? It's with my great pleasure that I bring Reagan Hillier, who's a serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, international speaker, and mindset coach, who's the founder of Reagan Hillier International. And her company is dedicated to providing personal development and business training to men and women who have a big message they want to share with the world. She's been recognized to be able to help experts uncover their true message and launch powerful personal brands. I've had a chance to see her speak on stage, lead manifesting sessions, time travel experiences, you name it, but all of them have left me with a feeling of magicalness, clarity, power. And I'm really curious because as she speaks of manifesting, alongside of this has created an empire, an amazing business for herself. And I'm very curious to understand what are the nuts and bolts that make this happen? How do you go from just someone who says, I've decided to manifest to look at what I've created? And this is going to be the topic for today. And I'm so excited to have Regan with us. Regan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jason. I'm so excited to deep dive with you. Definitely. And I've known you for a while. Like I remember we've had a chance to meet at Mind Valley festivals such as AFest. You've taken the stage and you've rocked the show many times at both AFest and Mind Valley U. And you speak of a lot of different topics, but here we're focusing on manifesting. And you know, for the benefit of people who might be joining in saying like manifesting, it's a word I've heard, but what is it really? How would you describe it? Yeah, manifesting for me is not some sort of woo-woo technique that's only for the spiritual people. You know, some people think when they hear the word manifesting that, oh, that's just meditation or that's just journaling. But for me, it's really a co-creational process. And it's a process where, yes, you go deep into your inner reality and you choose what you desire and you set yourself up for that. But then you actually choose to participate in the process. And I'm excited to go deeper into this today because I actually feel this is a part of manifesting that most people don't 
talk about and they miss. You know, there's so much out there on the inner strategies of manifestation, but just like you said, Jason, then what? And for me, the then what is super important. How do you then show up in your life? And how do you be in a constant state of manifestation? Not spend an hour manifesting in the morning. And then what happens to the other 23 hours for me? It's how do you be in this constant state where miracles are unfolding around you because you're in this flow? So that's what I'm excited to talk about. And that's brilliant, which actually brings me to maybe addressing one thing. And it's maybe an early question to ask this, but it's still the one that popped in my head, which is does manifesting equal being lazy? Maybe I should use a better word here, but I've seen a lot of times where it's like, Hey, I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to manifest and things will come to me. And do you feel like once you manifest, there's an absence of hard work and you can allow yourself to be lazier or does it work hand in hand? So I'd love to unpack this. Yeah. Look, I think some people use manifesting in the term manifesting almost as a bypass to the work that is required in order to step up. Now, don't get me twisted because you'll hear me on many trainings saying it's possible to manifest with ease, with grace, and with flow. That does not mean that you're not doing anything. You must show up in the process. You must participate and take action in the manifestation process. If any of you were on the conversation, I recently have a vision. We talked about five steps and step number five was to take massive aligned action and nothing works if you don't do that. So I'm yet to find someone who sits at home and meditates and journals and watches the secret and writes out all their affirmation and walks around and says, I am abundance. And then abundance comes knocking on the door and says, oh, well done. You've manifested everything. Here it is. I'm yet to find someone who's done it that way. So from my experience and with everyone I've worked with, you must show up, you must take action. And it does not necessarily have to be hard. You do not have to struggle through it, but do you actually take the action? Yes, you are required to do that. Brilliant. And when I look at your example, because I think you're a wonderful example of someone that's done this, because now you have this amazing business. We get to see all the things you experience. And of course, we all present ourselves beautifully. We all have our up and down internally, but I'd be curious to know, how was it for you in the beginning? You discovered this or you've always had it, but at some point you've made a strong decision because you had a background in architecture. And then this was kind of, I'll use some terms since I've spent a lot of time in Bali and this is something we'll refer to, but you spent a lot of time, let's say in the 3D world. So going into architecture, et cetera, but then you made a shift. How was that with you? Was it instant? Was there resistance? And how did it step into manifesting? Yeah, for me, it's been a really gradual process over time. Some people have a story where they fall off a cliff and they hit their head and they see the angels and then they realize the secrets of the universe. And that wasn't my journey. It was actually step-by-step, layer-by-layer. And you're right, Jason, I was studying to be an architect in Australia and New Zealand for part of my degree. And I had a moment where I actually got guided through a visualization process and the lecturer at the front of the room got us to close our eyes and picture our life as the future architects that we were born to be. And everyone obviously got really inspired and excited and I felt sick to my stomach, right? My first taste of manifesting actually mirrored to me what I did not want to create in my reality. And it was like a huge wake up call that I was on a path just because someone had told me that I should be doing that. And also I was good at it. I was doing the work hard thing in the university, right? And it was through this mirror that I was like, oh, wow, hang on. I'm actually creating this. I'm actually creating this pathway. And do I want my life to look like that? I don't think I do, right? And so I had this moment where I was so clear on what I didn't want in my life, but I had absolutely no idea 
what I wanted my life to look like. No clue. And so that's what spun me into this world. I didn't start out with a grand mission of wanting to impact millions of people. I started out with, how do I be happy? How do I live a life I love? How do I do something that excites me every day? And that's what threw me into this world and threw me into such deep processes of inquiry, really. It started there and it was really a gradual unfolding. I mean, that was about 12, 13 years ago. Brilliant. Yeah. And of course, that shifted everything and brought you to where you are now. And so I'd be curious to go back to those beginning stages. You started exploring and then you realized like, hey, I see a vision for myself that's going to be more about impacting these thousands of millions of lives. If someone's at this crux, you know, maybe they're having their own crisis. They're having maybe a career shift happening. Maybe it's a relationship shift in their life. Let's maybe focus on the career here, which would be what were some of the first steps you did to discover further if what you imagined actually something that you wanted to do? Because obviously we can have a vision of something being like, yes, I want to be an amazing public speaker, but then you're not really sure it could feel aligned. Do you have to do more discovery? Are there ways you needed to test it? How did that unfold? You know, I get asked all the time, how do you find your purpose? Which is a similar question in some ways to what you're asking. And so many people have all these different processes and meditations and things you have to do. And yes, you should start there and you start the inner work, but the real way that you're going to manifest your dream life and that you're actually going to discover your purpose is by living your life. And I know that sounds really obvious, but it's about getting out there. And this is where the manifestation of what next, this is where the what next comes in because you set the vision and you start getting clarity on the life you want to create, but then you've got to get out there. You've got to live it. You've got to try things. You've got to fail forward. You've got to start doing something and realize, hang on. Okay. That's not me. All right. I don't think I'm meant to be an architect. Well, then what? Okay, what if I go over here? And I tried so many different things. At one point, I was trading currency. I was a Forex trader. Can you believe it? I was sitting with my computer every single day, longing and shorting different currencies, making money. It was crazy, only to find that my soul was withering away inside of me. I wanted to connect. I wanted to be with people. And then I had this vision of being a speaker. And I was like, well, that's crazy. How do you become a speaker? I was like, guess I'm going to start speaking. And so I started putting on events in Australia. My first event, I had four people and I was terrified and I was so bad. It was really bad. And people might look at me now and go, oh, wow, you know, you're an amazing speaker on stage. And I'm like, yeah, how many talks later did that happen? And how many talks later did I have the courage and the confidence to practice and get better and then actually go, oh, you know what? I, I love this, even though I'm one of the biggest introverts in the world. So I think showing up and trying new things without attachment and actually just getting getting out there and living your life, so much can be unlocked from that. So much more can be unlocked from that than sitting at home and journaling and doing the inner work. You've got to start there, but then you've got to get out there. This is amazing to share. And I think it's very important for people listening in because it's easy to look at someone in the state that they are now and forget that we've been through the situation where, you know, you said you had an event for people. If you're just starting and you're feeling like you're supposed to have this instant success, it's rarely the path. And there's even someone else that I remember I think it was Jay Shetty mentioned that his first five talks was to an audience of nobody. We all go through stages of having to perfect our craft and it doesn't look beautiful. And it's just, that's not the things that makes it to Instagram. And now we feel like that's what we have to live up to. So I appreciate that. What you're sharing is we have to take these steps. It's not going to be always perfect, but you're able to take action, get clear on that. The Forex is a beautiful example because for some people, they could start that being like, Hey, I love this. I love the analysis. I love the data crunching. And this seems to align with me but you wouldn't know that unless you go out and try. How much does patience play a role with manifesting? Because manifesting seems like it's supposed to be this thing that happens magically and instantly. Yeah. You know, I think patience is important. 
but I think what's more important is finding the bliss in every moment. Even if you're in a job and you know that this job is not for you for the rest of your life, and you know there's something bigger and you know there's something greater and you might not have absolute clarity on what that is, can you still find the bliss in the moment? Can you still find the bliss of being in the job, knowing that someone's investing in you and you're going to take that investment as your salary from your job and you're going to then invest that back into yourself and allow yourself to propel yourself forward? Can you find the magic in it? And I think so many people you're right, Jason, don't have the patience. And it's because they don't connect with the bliss. Instead, they go, oh, I want to be there. I'm not there right now. My life sucks. I don't like this. I don't like this job. And all of a sudden, that's the frequency they're putting out to the universe, which does not help the process at all. But if you can find the bliss and understand that the present moment is just the present moment, but if you can be in the present moment in bliss and stay connected to the vision and where you're heading, you'll be surprised how quickly things can actually shift. Mm, I love that. I want to bring a challenge perspective for someone who might be listening to this and maybe they're not in a position of abundance right now. Maybe they're feeling a little stuck. Maybe the job that they currently have is the only job they can get. Maybe they haven't developed competencies at this point and there's obligations. Maybe it's there's a child to support a mortgage to pay and you're trying, you're listening. You're like, I want this manifesting. I want to be in bliss, but there's so much of my current reality that needs to be managed and it feels like this is not even accessible to me. I'm sure you've encountered people similar to that. And what's your typical response when you're feeling in this stuck space? Yeah, when you're feeling in the stuck space, I think the first thing is just acknowledging where you're at and what's actually coming up for you. Because if you're in a job that you don't love, like you said, and there's a mortgage to pay and all these pressures and you're feeling stuck and you're feeling fear or you're feeling doubt or whatever's coming up for you, I promise you, if you somehow manifest the dream job or you become an entrepreneur or you step into that vision and you haven't dealt with those things inside of you, then you'll just be a successful entrepreneur or in your dream job with all of those same things running through you. And you'll feel stuck and you'll have pressure and you'll feel fear and you'll feel stressed out. And it's crazy how many people I find that have manifested the life of their dreams, but inside of them, they haven't dealt with these things. And so even if they have the material success on the outside, their life is not the bliss and their life is not these magical moments. And so many of my private clients I've worked with in the past have actually had to go back and look at these things because they weren't dealt with in that moment. So regardless of where you're at with your life, with your external circumstances, your work is to go in to get really raw and real with what's coming up for you and what are the blocks and what are the limitations and what are these pieces because abundance is our natural state bliss is our natural state we are born manifestors this is not a god-given gift that some people have and some people don't have we all have the capacity to create the life that we want but what's standing in the way of you is your internal reality and these blocks and these limitations and so if you can go in and acknowledge them and see them and clear them and dance with them and be human with them and actually acknowledge them and then shift them, then that's the real work that's going to really change your life. Before we continue, I just want to tell you a little bit about Mindvalley membership. For all of you personal development junkies like me out there, growing in one area of your life just isn't enough. And that's why we made Mindvalley membership to bring you the best personal growth programs on the planet so you can evolve every day in every way. Whether you want to get crazy fit, build a business, or manifest more money in your life, there's a quest for that. And now you can access every single one for just $2 a day. So if you're striving to become the best self and live the life you deserve, try out Mindvalley membership at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. 
as we walk through this, we're going into this state where we're practicing these manifesting. And for those who want to get deeper into the manifesting, definitely go to the Mind Valley podcast. Look for the episode between Regan and Vision. You'll be able to see steps and actually experience an exercise there. But I want to talk more about an area that might be more difficult. If you're stepping into manifesting, I'm starting to make some shifts in my life, but there's this thing today, which is the paradox of choice. And there's also this fear of wasting time. At least that comes up for me. So in your case, based on the story so far, it's like you were an architect. You're like, nope, that's not it. You set a powerful vision. You're like, maybe Forex trading would be a way to do it. You try it. You're like, nope, that's not working. Then you get into public speaking and you're like, yep, this works. And then you stuck with it. So I wanted to speak of this dynamic. So if you're manifesting and you're like, I start public speaking, oh, I'm too shy. I don't like it. Switch, switch, switch. And you're always trying to find what is the perfect thing. How do you know you're in the right space? Yeah, absolutely. And I see this as a pattern running so deep in so many people. There are no unresourceful people. There's only unresourceful patterns that run within people, right? And so if you can recognize firstly, if this is coming up for you, and if you see this within yourself and your own life, you can recognize that this is not you, but it's simply a pattern. Then through that awareness, we can shift it. I actually call it the dabbler. This is a term that I use with people, right? Because it's almost like you start out and you're like, yes, I'm going here and you start the new thing. And then you hit a plateau. And the minute that plateau hits, it's like, oh, there's a challenge. It's too hard. I give up. Okay. This isn't for me. Next thing, oh, plateau, give up. Next thing. And it happens over and over and over again. And in my opinion, this is one of the most important patterns to actually deal with because the dabblers, if you don't deal with the pattern, you never get to where you want to be because you're constantly cycling into something new, into a new thing. So this is where some of the patience comes in. And this is where some of the perseverance comes in. And the more in touch you are with your inner reality, the more you'll build the muscle of discernment to actually go, hang on. Oh yeah, this is just a challenge and a plateau, but this is clear. This is my path. This is okay. I tried this and this is just not for me. And there's no good or bad or right or wrong in that. But what's important is the discernment. So one of the ways you can build this discernment is to look back in the past at the times where maybe you've stopped or you've given up or you've switched to something else and really be honest and ask yourself, was that in my highest? Did I give up on that when really I should have just built some muscle and figured it out and gone through that? Or no, I was right in that. That wasn't the right path for me. And learn from your own past. Go back and look at all those plateaus and all those challenges and all those moments that you switch to something else and get raw and real. And you'll see if it's like, whoa, okay, I'm a recovering dabbler and now I'm not going to tolerate that pattern anymore. I'm not good with that. Instead, I'm going to choose a different strategy. So for all the dabblers, and this was me as well, and this isn't so many children you even see, they're playing one sport every new season. They're doing something else because it wasn't for them. They're going to try something new. This runs deep. So I recommend if you see this pattern and you're like, wow, okay, I've had the dabble of running. I don't want to run this anymore. Whenever you hit a plateau, stop and firstly ask yourself, okay, who do I know or who do I get to know that has gone through a similar plateau and a similar challenge that can assist me in getting from where I am to where I want to be? And that could be a mentor, that could be a coach, that could be someone on YouTube where there's so much information. That could be someone in Mind Valley where you go in, you do a quest, and you're like, oh, this quest is showing me how to go from A to B. Awesome, let me do that. And then if you really do that, you've done whatever it takes and you've done the work and you can honestly put your hand on your heart and say, this is not my thing, then it's not your thing. And that's cool. But if you walk away from something and you haven't given it your all, you're never going to know if it was your thing or not. And you'll die with those doubts and those regrets inside of you. So acknowledge the dabbler pattern if it's there. Choose to no longer tolerate it. 
and then test it out by actually doing the work to shift past the challenge and the plateau and then, and only then, make a call on it. Beautiful and so helpful because I'm definitely a recovering dabbler as well. So there's definitely some insights in here, which brings me to another question I think is super important. I believe it was Lauren, who's one of our audience members listening in here live. And of course, those of you who are listening to the podcast, if ever you want to tune in live to these recording where we have videos and additional Q and A's, go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. You can find out more on how to become a member and see how you can join these conversations. But you're speaking about trusting yourself. And where I want to lead this is that as you're going through manifesting, let's say you pick a direction of something you go, it's almost like I find myself looking externally, trying to find more people that can validate the path that I'm on. And I feel like this is an overcompensation for a lack of self-trust. Is this a typical pattern? And is there some solutions or some things to be aware of as we go on that journey and find ourselves wanting to additionally want to get more certainty as opposed to just having trust in yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think this is really instilled as a pattern from childhood with programming and conditioning, especially in the school system. What is every child asked when they're at school? They're asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Now, simply by someone asking them, an adult asking them that question, it insinuates through the question that there's one answer to that. And it also insinuates that the answer to that question is something that's available now. If we go and ask a seven-year-old right now, what do you want to be when you grow up? He doesn't or she doesn't even realize that what he or she is going to be might not even be invented yet. There is infinite possibilities of where our path and our evolution evolved to. And if we have this single programming of it's got to be down this one path, which is, of course, again, what the school system is geared towards, go to school, get good grades, go to university, get the nine to five, become a taxpayer, go through the system. It's everything that Mindvalley U stands against. If it stands against the system, goes, hey, here's another solution over here. That's a big part of Vision's mission and everyone on the team. But if we're in this single programming, if something's not working on that, often we're like, oh no, we have to make this path work. This was the path that I said I was going to be on. This is the one thing that I said I wanted to be when I grew up. And if we're not in this realm of flowing through infinite possibilities, we cage ourselves and we limit ourselves in this. So I feel it's just so important to know that it's an evolution. Like we talked briefly about my journey from architecture to forex trading, to public speaking, to offline education, to more online stuff, to going into building conscious communities right now. Like it's such a weavy path and it's such a path of exploration. But if I had the programming that I have to just do one thing and trust myself that that's right, then that's going to close down my options. So I'm just inviting everyone to be in the space of trusting what you feel in the moment, trusting when it really comes from a true grounded place of, huh, interesting. Maybe there's an evolution here. Maybe there's a sidestep here. Maybe I'm going to integrate this into my life and trusting those intuitive pulls and nudges because more often than not, they'll unlock something magical for you. I'm going to want to ask this one question, which I think brings it back to the 3D. And I'm already going to hint at what I think is a powerful answer. And I'd love for you to elaborate is we step into manifesting. We're starting to explore. Maybe we're going to be going on some different journeys. Maybe I'm about to take that leap of faith. But in your case, I can tell you have some amazing competencies for what I'll highlight first is your speaking abilities, of course, your ability to communicate. And that seems like a critical skill to develop in general. And of course, I encourage everybody here to listen to Superhumans at Work, where we discuss a lot of these different skills that makes you a superhuman. But I'd love to ask you, as someone who goes on a journey to manifest and build a life that's extraordinary, there must be some key skills that you find have been 
advantageous regardless of the direction you want to go. And of course, I'm highlighting one of them here being possibly your ability to communicate clearly. Are there other abilities that you think are very necessary for you to have a foundation to allow you to be able to explore any field you want to go to until you find the one that really aligns? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a great question. We could probably write a book when you go into all the skill sets required to go deep into mastery, right? When we're talking about true mastery, but absolutely communication is absolutely critical. And then also a layer to that communication with yourself. So many people are disconnected from their own guidance, from their higher self, from their intuition. And often they'll be pushing, pushing, pushing some direction forward in their life when their intuition the whole time is tapping on their shoulder or having that gut feeling in their stomach that something's just not right, but they ignore it because they're not actually trusting themselves. So I feel like trust in yourself is a massive thing. Another piece that's super important is actually believing in yourself, believing in this deeper layer beyond the trust. You trust the feeling of what you're feeling. And then you go into this place of truly believing and backing yourself. If I could go back 10 years and say one thing to my former self, I'd just be like, hey, just believe it's possible. Believe you've got it. Believe you can do it. And so when you're grounded in this self-belief, you absolutely show up in a totally, totally different way. I also feel people that are manifesting at a high level and not just talking about it, but truly creating massive, amazing lives, they're action takers as well. We talked about this in the beginning, that they don't just sit there and hope and pray that it's all going to happen, that they're integrated with the internal work, but they do take massive aligned action. And this is such a critical thing. This is where you go out, you try, you fail forward, you try something else, you figure it out until it works, until you're at that place where things start unlocking. And underneath that action is a deep sense of perseverance and commitment to where you're actually going and the life you actually want to create. Absolutely brilliant. Regan, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this amazing wisdom. I feel like saying a Q&A would be too little of what we've overcome, but we definitely went through a lot of the objections a lot of our left-brainers might be going through as we're stepping into exploring the possibilities of manifesting and everything from taking action. You've done it. You can see how you can get started. You can see the things that might happen along your journey. But what I can witness here, especially while looking at your journey, is that at the end of it, there's something beautiful. And even if you have these things like being a dabbler, maybe you're lacking that self-trust, there's some exercises you can do. You can always overcome that. And what lies on the other side is a life worth living. And I think that was the key message I got from today, which is the key to manifesting is not just going out journaling, spending your time in that cocoon and just saying, let's make this all come to me is to be able to step into that and then go out and living a beautiful life. And you've definitely been able to do that. And I think a lot of people listening here are going to be inspired to go and do the same. So for anybody who's listening in, what would be the best next step for people to take if they want to explore more of your wisdom and maybe step more into this world of manifesting to bring benefits to themselves? Absolutely. Yeah. If they want to step in more, I mean, I have so many free trainings and resources. You'll find a lot through Mindbelly as well, but through any of my social media or website, you'll find me on Regan Hillier and there's literally guided meditations, activations, full processes. I just encourage you to live your life and play and explore and feel what's good for you. And the biggest thing for me is that you are in action. Let's not talk about the manifestation, but let's actually go forward and make it happen by living your life, getting out there, taking the steps, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work and being unattached to the outcome as you find your own inner refinement through the process. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Regan, once again, thank you so much for sharing with our audience here. For everybody tuning in, you've just been given some amazing codes to be superhuman. So go out there, go manifest, and definitely we'll put some links for Regan's material so you can go and dig deeper, follow her on our social platforms, and definitely take a chance to try one of these activations and products that she's making available because they're absolutely amazing. Thank you once again for all your time and everybody stay superhuman. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you haven't signed up already, be sure to check out Mindvalley membership. Besides getting unlimited access to our top rated programs and trainers, you'll also join an incredible supportive community on our new Connections app. This is basically a global campus where you find like-minded friends, mentors, and accountability partners from around the world online or get together at local meetups. If you want education that connects you with kindred spirits and transforms you from the inside out, join the tribe at mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman today. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mindvalley podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.